G'day guys and welcome back to the fifth episode of the 23rd Man podcast brought to you by Liam Holdway and Josh Miller. How you doing Josh? I'm good today mate. How are you Liam? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Big, big round of footy to talk about this week. Yeah, mate. I'm keen to get into it so why don't we just get straight into it. Right, round 20 review. Here we go. So on the Friday night we had uh, St Kilda and Carlton and... My takeaway from this game is that St Kilda were extremely disappointing. Well, you said last week, how are Carlton getting primetime games? And they showed up. Yeah, they did. You know? They did. Uh, for the Saints, it's I reckon it's a finals chance gone begging. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think they make finals now. And um, well, it'll be very hard for them to make finals, but I don't see it happening. Well, Carlton are just being so inconsistent. They, they played amazing against the saints but you know the week before they just it's just so up and down for them at the moment yeah with the blues um they played very good but they're not going to make finals obviously no but basically at, the saints chances. basically at this point the the way of how they play depends on depends for david teague's job so if yeah, they we talked last week about how we thought that this would be his last season, um, but the, the, all the pressures on um, David Teague and Carlton got the win tonight. Uh, sorry, on Friday night. So they did. Uh, also, Sam Walsh with twenty six touches and three goals. Is that another three votes for him? Uh, I'd say so, a hundred percent. Harry Mackay as well also tightens his grip on the Coleman, kicking five goals too. So, as you said last week, we we agree he's a lock now. Yeah, nobody else is taking. Yeah, no one, no one's beating him now. I think Moyes no chance. Goals clear at the moment. Um, yeah, just a great display, and also a great display of goal kicking from Max King. The two heavyweights in the forward line were throwing haymakers, going back and forth. Yeah, well, Max King kicked three in the first quarter, quarter didn't he? He did, correct. Um, so yeah, he finished on four. Um, wasn't that relevant for the rest of the game, but then again, still three goals in one quarter. Mm. No. Can't be mad at that. And um, he gave uh, Jacob Weeder in quite a scare, didn't he? You know, um, at the start of the game, kicking three on his head after yep. um, Weedering let up four. Uh, sorry, seven goals week prior to Nick Larky. Yeah, so very lucky that he didn't let up anymore. But um, guess he tightened his grip on uh, on Max King. Also, but um, I'd like to talk about Charlie Kerno's uh, first return. Game back yeah, in seven hundred. That was his first goal back. Oh. Pretty splendid, eh? Just off one, of off one foot, yep. fifty-five out. He only finished on eight disposals, but you know that's his first game. Just back. You can't that that goal that itself. Goal the team got around him, which is good to see. But yeah, Carlton get a strong win here. All right, so we'll move on to Saturday, and some a bit of drama happening with the Saturday Saturday games. So Queensland went into a snap lockdown um, due to COVID, and two of the games had to be moved to Sunday. So only three games were played on the Saturday. Um, the games moved were the D's and Suns and Essendon and Sydney. Um, but we'll get started with our first game, uh, Western Bulldogs and Adelaide Crows. Uh, well, this was like a throwback type of game, so played in a regional part of Victoria, Ballarat. Oh, you could hear the cars. And, oh, yeah, the, uh, that's what I was about to say. The cars going off in the background with their horns, it just was like a... A throwback type of game, but um, team effort by the dogs and that percentage just keeps increasing. Well, um, with this game, 
I don't, Bont doesn't get the three votes here. He doesn't get any votes, in my opinion. Um, he had a goal, um, but only finished with 15 I think touches. Caleb Daniel gets the three. Yeah, definitely. Um, what did he have? 32 touches and a, and a, goal. And a goal. Yeah, he was just dominant of halfback and running all of that. I think I think Jamara Hagen continues to impress Yes. Uh, with two goals. Not not getting many touches, but he doesn't need to as a forward. No. As long as he's kicking he's two or more a game. He's he's gonna keep his spot in the side. So yeah. So the doggies maintain um, top of the ladder with this win. They just have to keep winning to maintain it because the cats are gonna keep winning as well, them, aren't they? Um, but they were just such a classy team, the Bulldogs. You know, everyone's doing what needed to be done. Um, You're just, expecting this game to be a bit closer. I, I was hoping, but you know, doggies get it done by forty nine in the end um as i say i do like watching adelaide play but um there were just too many passengers on the crows it was just um sloan um keys and um laird doing it and everyone else was just bystanding in my opinion yeah i can agree all right let's move on to north melbourne and geelong so not the greatest spectacle but the cats get the job done that they need to get done uh well we thought that it would be a bit more than 20 points didn't we ah uh, yeah i think i said around 40 um, well, this game was played in Tasmania. Do you reckon that had anything to do with it? Probably. I'd say so. But um, the Guthrie brothers, they get the job done. Oh, well, they were the two leading disposal getters for the Cats, weren't they? So um, That's probably Zach Guthrie's best game of his yeah, career. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, so Cam got 29 touches and Zach got 28. And um, he was in the back line as well. Um, Zach, to, to get 28 touches there is quite impressive. Um, yeah, it was definitely... Uh, along with um, Tom Stewart providing a bit of a wall in defence for the Cats, and again they only ha- they held um, North Melbourne to forty two points uh, total for the game. Well, <laughs> I still see North Melbourne. I still see that they're building. You know, uh, only a twenty point loss to Geelong. They'll take that. Yeah, and I mean that <coughs> was without Ben Cunnington as well. Um, ben Cunnington was, had surgery earlier in the week, I think, um, for testicular cancer. Yeah, that's it. Um, so everything was all good with him though. Hey, yeah, yeah. So. Tumor's been taken out, so no, all the best speedy way. recovery to him. Um, yeah. So North kept that game close up until the last quarter. Um, just the Cats ran away with it, which was expected. Um, so the Cats collect the four points and man- maintain um, second on the ladder, only being beaten by percentage. So they're right yeah. So they're the coming. They're coming for that top spot. Well, this three games this to go. This definitely could have been a percentage booster for the Cats. They just didn't capitalise. Yeah. Um, but oh well, they still win. still get the win. Yep, still keep that right. second spot. So moving on to our third and final game of the Saturday, uh, Collingwood versus Eagles. And you said last week, Liam, that this was a rivalry, and the Eagles put up no fight. What, um, what was that? Captain Premiership captain Shannon Hearn's uh, three hundred oh, game. The effort, the effort we put up for Shannon Hearn in his three hundred for Bunger. Was, was him, just disgusting. I mean, absolutely disgusting. <laughs> we don't look like a finals team. We can't defend transition. We can't lay a tackle. Well, what's all this way, mate? You don't play for the team. You don't play for the team. Okay. <laughs> we can't lay a tackle. We can't score. And our ball movement is way too slow. If Alistair Clarkson is available... I think we should go for Alistair Clarkson. So you reckon um, Adam Simpson's contract will be ripped up at the end of this season? If there's someone better to take over his position. But if if not, then he stays. But I think the Eagles are pretty um, hell-bent on keeping him 
in that coaching role, but it's it's been such a roller coaster with the Eagles this season. It's just it just with the talent that we have on the list, and we just can't. Well, there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. First of all, Josh Kennedy kicked one goal for. I mean, that's yeah. Your, he was in. He, he, he hasn't had a game like that in a while. Mm, well, we I wouldn't expect a repeat next week. I'd expect him to get back into his goal kicking. But yeah, one goal for. He was the most um, inaccurate player this round, I believe. Um, with that loss, Eagles remain in seventh place on the ladder. Um, it's going to be hard to make finals. The first, the first half, like what was it? Um, I think Collingwood kicked the first eight goals or something like that. We did, they did, yeah. I mean, I was I was messaging you at the time, and you said you didn't want to watch. Didn't I didn't. Watch I play. turned it off for half time. Mm. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. Well, the Eagles inaccuracy because I I've hard. seen it I've seen the same story happen three times earlier this season I I saw the writing on the wall and I just stopped well, the Eagles, I just stopped Eagles still have to play Melbourne Brisbane and Frio and that's Frio I don't even know dangerous. I don't even know if we'll make finals to be honest and all of that um, two of those games are off the stadium but I, it's going to be tough from here well Collingwood won that game without Pendlebury as well um having his injury. But yeah, West Coast just showed no pressure early, allowing Collingwood to move the board forward, um, the ball forward quickly. And yeah, they, so, they so we couldn't. In the first half. We we had more inside fifties, but we couldn't keep the ball inside our fifty. So any time we got it in there, it was out within ten to fifteen seconds. And then that transition from defensive fifty to inside fifty for Collingwood it was they basically ran a training drill. And they were so accurate as they well. They basically ran a training drill doing that. <laughs> they. Just couldn't. We just couldn't there was defend. No pressure. I mean, no pressure. pressure. coming up. I still don't understand it. I don't either. But no <laughs> pressure. Were very low. No pressure. Couldn't defend. It was just a horrible game. It's going to be hard to bounce back next week against Melbourne. Does it do something to the morale of the team? I mean, losing like that. The morale of the team is already shot. Mm, well. The players aren't playing for the coach. It's quite clear. Well, I think. I think that the players are also very lazy. I think that the Eagles are going to slip out of the eight, mate. Looking at the way they're going, if we win, if we win at least one, I think we make it because we've still got one game ahead of all the other team. Oh, yeah, we've, we're actually two games ahead. You're a game ahead of Frio. Yeah, but then we're two games ahead of all the other teams. A game and a half ahead of um, Giants. Ah, they yeah. Got that draw. But if we win at least one of those three, we'll make finals. Well, the way I think. It's looking, mate, I'd be pretty concerned if I was you. I don't even know if I want them to make finals. I reckon there'll be a first um, first round exit, to be honest. Yep, I agree. Okay, so with the Sunday game, so just remember, guys, two of these ga- um, two of the Saturday games were moved to today, so we had a five um, five game day of football on the Sunday. Never happened um, before. I wasn't working, so I got to enjoy all five games. It yep. was very nice to sit back and relax and watch these. Um, but yeah, so the first um, game was Suns versus Demons, and this was again moved from the Saturday. And Melbourne silenced the critics with their goal scoring and um, just ability to get the ball into their forward line and convert. Yeah, well, it's the percentage increase that the D's needed to uh, to try get that top spot back. Um, but it was just an absolute domination. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. It um, it looks like Stuart Dew's under. Uh, under pressure, isn't it? Well, for his seat. Well, yeah. I mean, for the Suns have been poor for, poor for a while and they've just been getting thrashed. Um, 
I think. Like I believe Clarko might be in play for the Suns, and if Clarko is well, there, Clarko's uh, in play for everyone. I mean, who wouldn't want to? Well, well that's that's the thing with all these teams. Um, if Clarko's wanting to coach, then any team would take him. Any team's going to take him. But yeah, I be- I believe he's under pressure. But um, did you see also Jack Viney? Um, he was sent straight to the tribunal. What did he do? Uh, Sam Collins was on the ground and he stuck his elbow into his neck for about, I'd say about seven, eight seconds oh, well, that's before he got taken off. Really so, uh, he, yeah, uh, he'll here. get, he'll probably get two. Two? It was, it was Joel Selwood-esque. Oh, that, oh, that's, that's a good way to, good way to put it, man. Good way to compare it, I guess. Um, well, Yes. Fair enough. Um, Viney's going to be a big loss as well, isn't he? Yeah, um, he will. Also from this game, Luke Jackson um, set his career high having four goals kicked. Um, I remember and, him. Uh, we did play against him in basketball once. Um, good bloke, good guy. Um, but yeah, no, quite impressive coming from him. Ben Brown kicked four as well, which is a good... Yeah, he's solidified, the, um, he's solidified his spot in that, in that team. Yeah. Um, and if Ben Brown can be in form, especially going into September, and just the way that that's what you need, well, you need a you goals. need a big key forward. Yeah, and the D's in finals, I mean, D's have quite an impressive forward line as well, um, uh, along with um, Fritch um, and Ben Brown. If and, they can just get back into that form that they were in earlier in the, the season, the they're scary. Right? Yeah, exactly. They are scary. Um, Oliver and Petrarca each had 30-plus and kicked a goal. Um, very good. Late. Uh, very good from them. They definitely get votes this week. And Miller also getting 30 again. Um, but that's probably the only positive I can think of for the Gold Coast Suns, to be honest. Yeah, not much. Not much else to, for them to take out of that game. Well, um, the Demons had 71 inside 50s that game. Do you know how many the Suns had? I'd say about 40. 27. <sighs> 27 inside 50 27. shocking that's that's you are domination not gonna, you are that's not going absolute to win football games like that that's a difference of what 44 inside that's an 50. absolute domination oh it's crazy alright let's move on to Hawthorne versus Brisbane so this is the Hawks best win of the season well going back to our little Richmond Hawks debacle here I don't want to put anything on it. That you cannot compare Brisbane to Richmond. Oh, you certainly can. A top four side. I get they're not in form at the moment, but the Hawks, well, they're not a top four side. Sorry, they're sixth. Sorry, yes, but they were a top four side at one point. Um, so you can't call them a top four side again. They're in the eight. They're in the I'll eight. They're yeah, in the eight. Uh, Richmond. In they're the eight. a finals team. Uh, Richmond in the eight. Richmond are a finals team when they want to be. Well, we'll get to the Fremantle Richmond game, and I'll bring it up again there just because. But. Um, Hawthorne winning by 12. Um, they were up by a lot more. They're up about 40. Yeah, and only win by 12. So Lions are just a second half team. They the just moment. don't. They don't look up to it, Brisbane, and um, they've been in poor form for weeks. So it's starting to become concerning because they've lost their spot in the top four, and they're just slowly dropping down well, the ladder. What do, what do they need to do to get back to where they were? Like, well, I'm not sure. So you think you think um, they can they make the top four still? No, How far I don't believe they? they'll make top four. Port's two head two games ahead of them, um, and Sydney Sydney's is also five? two games ahead of them. So oh, really? oh, yeah, okay. so I don't I don't think they have a chance of making top four. Well, so they're going to have to settle with six. Well, the um, 
like the stigma coming into this game was um, Clarko leaving. Would Hawthorne like you know not have anything to play for? Be a bit skittish. This is probably one of Clarko's best wins as exactly. a coach in exactly. the last few years. Um, but it was confirmed um, even before the game that he will be passing the reins to Sam Mitchell at the conclusion of this yeah, season. Yeah, the way and just, the way Hawthorne was able to come out and get a win playing for their coach. The way Hawthorne handled that situation was horrible. It was pretty bad. Just the way they handled that whole situation. Um, but I, um, yeah, you know, how Jeff Kennett handled it. Um, you would have thought out of all the coaches that Alistair Clarkson would be the last one to be put in that situation where they had this whole succession plan at the end of the 2022 season, Clarko would be gone um, and pass the reins to Mitchell. And then all of a sudden... Caroline Wilson was right, and Clarko was out. They just this spun out of control, hey? Yeah. So that succession plan lasted a total, I think, of a, a month. <laughs> lasted a whole month before they exactly. they called it. Yeah. So um, he wasn't treated fairly, I don't think, Clarko. But it might be, be the best for the Hawks. No, well, he's got what three games left now with Hawthorne. So, ah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, also, just another point on that game. That was Brisbane's lowest scoring first quarter since round eight, 2016. They scored one point in the first <laughs> quarter. So, yeah, just poor. And Pretty poor, isn't it? not getting out of the gates quick enough. Um, moving on to Essendon versus Sydney Swans. So, this was another moved game um, from the Saturday to the Sunday. And always a good contest between these two teams. Um, so played at the MCG in front of no fans, but oh, Swans win by seven, but it was just a great game the whole yeah, way through. Yeah, it was a very entertaining game, one of the most entertaining of the year. Mm, definitely. Um, Buddy's edging closer to that 1,000, isn't he? Mm, well, he, well, how many, he kicked two that game. I think he's got 14 left. Mm, I don't think he'll make it. They have to make a deep finals run yeah. for him to get yeah. it, I reckon. And he yeah, has to he, kick, he kick a couple of bags at the end of, end of this uh, home and away season. But uh, the Swans, they turn it on in the second half again. Yeah, well, Essendon led by 12 points at halftime. Um, Swans, well, Papley was quite impressive. Um, yeah. He kicked four goals that game, including a very impressive dribbler um, from the right side of goal. Uh, yeah, his um, a lot of the attention was towards the Swans' tall forwards and Franklin and all of that, and um, Papley just took advantage. I think, I think it's hard not to like the Swans and what they're doing with such a young group with a couple aging players and the way that they're able to play week in week out and still get these big wins I mean I wouldn't have picked them to be in the top eight at the start of the season well they're tied top four and I have them making the top four I I, well now but at the start of the season you wouldn't have thought hey ah no but I I have them in my top top four for premiership contenders. What? They've so, been, um, five of their last six or something like that. Or Yeah, so mm. they're getting hot at the right time and it seems every game they seem to be turning it on in the second half. Every single game. They just come out all guns blazing and just turn it. Well, last week um, in our last episode, we were talking about uh, Franklin's elbow and how we thought he'd get one, at least one, maybe even two weeks. And, and then the AFL let him more. off. I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with that either. Um, it definitely made a difference in this Essendon game. I think without Franklin, Essendon could have easily got um, gotten over the line I don't think here. easily. 
um, still a win's win. Um, but in saying that, uh, Franklin has just dominated Essendon over his career. He has, yeah. Um, he's kicked the most goals against Essendon um, compared to any other team he's kicked goals against. Yeah, um, but, I saw yeah. that stat. But yeah, um, no, he was impressive. Uh, it was good to see uh, Mills back as well, coming back from quarantine, and he didn't disappoint. Yeah, he had a very he's been, good game. He's been very good, almost all Australian form, I reckon. Mm, almost. Point. I don't think he gets in, but he might get in the the forty man squad. No, well, yeah, no. I was very impressed with the way um, Callum Mills played. I think he was Sydney's leading possession getter. Um, but also Kyle Langford back for Essendon. He kicked three in his first game back as well. And I, I've always liked Langford. I think he's a very good addition to the side. Um, I was also quite impressed with Stringer in the in the centre. Um, I think there was two possessions in a row where he was playing in the midfield and just got the clearances and booted it straight into the forward line. That's just what the package does. Oh, mate. Um, he he delivers. Well. Exactly. Um, it was unfortunate, though. I think the last two minutes to go, he got a clearance but got a high fend off. Oh. So he was able to kick it the other way. Uh, but, yeah, all the way up until the end, it was a great game. I'm lucky for the string. Watching that. Right, let's move on to uh, Frio and Richmond. So, Frio are uh, very lucky to win this game due to Richmond's inaccuracy, well, but they get the job had done. The, Fremantle had the inaccuracy as well. Yeah, they did, as they always have. But the Frio, first half was shocking to watch. Oh, oh. I'm glad I didn't watch it. I mean, I get it's windy in Perth, but seriously, some of those sitters... It was like, pretty did bad. Did you see Tom Lynch's kick? Um, he was about 20, 25 in front. Um, he was on a slight angle to the left. He missed it. Yeah, he's done that a couple times this season. I'm not surprised by Tom Lynch doing that. But um, Freo in the top eight now. Tigers season almost looking over. Well, they're almost. Wearing, um, they are. They are hanging jerseys? by a thread. What did you think of their retro jerseys? You the retro jerseys. Uh, yeah, you I like them. Fan of those? Yeah, I, I don't mind them. Uh, I still like their purple. I don't, I don't mind they they had purple on it so I don't I don't mind them their ones in twenty nineteen were better their retro ones they mm. had in twenty nineteen where they had the like the same the concept anchor, yeah. the, but they had green and then red so like old old but um yeah and Andy Brayshaw oh, played the game of his life oh. thirty nine touches twelve tackles and he's the, they. The clearance. The, yeah, the clearances to, in the last 20 seconds to save them. Richmond were making a push into their forward and line. And two straight clearances exactly. to get it right out. So, well done to him. He was huge that game. Um, definitely the difference maker there. But, yeah. Um, Fremantle won that game without Fife or Walters as well, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Wow. So, that was, that was a big game. So, especially for the finals well Richmond have now lost six of their last seven um, so I think it's hard to see them all, yeah it's hard to see them coming I think everyone's still going to put trust in them to well, come back and well you said that you expected them to make the finals but mate I, don't I, know. I did but I didn't expect them to play this bad mm. I didn't expect them to play this bad this is pretty bad and they've never played this bad in the last four years. No, it's always been uh, Tigers domination. Over yes, a while. it's been so a bit of a dynasty. That's what I mean. That's why I thought just because of how much they've dominated over the last four years, regardless of how many injuries they've got, they'll still have the the cavalry to get the job done. But clearly, mm-hmm. they don't. So, all mm-hmm. right, let's move on to uh, GWS and Port. So, so final game of the round. Uh, Port just keep winning, but. 
It's not enough for me to have them as contenders. Well, they keep winning, but it's, yeah, I just I don't see enough. I don't see enough uh, for well, Port Adelaide are always me. they're always exciting in the finals. I'm excited to watch them. Um, I don't think they'll go all the way, but I they always produce good games in the finals. They will not be going all the way. Uh, Charlie Dixon again steps up again against uh, a bottom ten team, as he, he always what, does. Four two. four two that game. Yeah. So the question is, can he get into form where he's actually playing at his best against the best teams at the right time? Because he he hasn't really done it this year. Every time he's played a top eight side, he hasn't kicked over two goals in any of those games, and he's usually kicking one. Or zero, mm. so he's he hasn't played well this season, but any time they play a bottom ten team, he plays out of his mind. So I brought rolls. this up earlier in the year. This it's the same. It it's been happening all season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he performs. Um, also in that game did you see um jacob hopper taken off the field on yeah the got a that? got a boot to the face yeah so Ouch, he'll be like it hurt. he'll be out next week but for the giants they're only two points behind Frio, so they yeah, need to win ninth at the moment i i reckon they need to win two out of the next two out of the next three to make that final spot if anyone well, the race is just so close and that if, two points is crucial if anyone's well. going to steal that spot from Frio I think it's them mm. I think they are the most likely to steal that spot because just because they had that draw so they've got those extra two points so all they need is a Frio loss where they win mm. well also um, with that game um, not so much of a, a game stat but um, Boak he played his 300th the week before. This um, this round he played his 301st and now becomes Port Adelaide's all-time games leader, passing club legend Kane Corns. Kane Corns, yeah. yeah um, I remember watching Kane Corns back in back in my oh, youthful oh, days. And great player. I remember um, watching Kane Corns now. He's an absolute idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot now, but when he was playing football, he was, he was very good yeah. um, for Port Adelaide. But yeah, congratulations to Travis Boat. Had a huge tank. Mm. All right, so let's move on. So now we've got our five questions from the round. Do you want to get us kicked off, Josh? Okay. Well, I went for a slightly different approach. I know it's not exactly from the round, but it's just a bit of AFL stuff that I'd like to get your opinion on. Yep. Um, first of all, would you expect the AFL to ever add more teams or is 18 just the perfect number? Um, when I say add more teams, I don't mean move clubs to different states. I mean go to, say, 20 teams. Something like that. No. You don't think if they, they have to if they add more teams, it would have to go to twenty. Yeah, well that's it why would have 20, to, twenty would be uh, it would have to go to twenty, but if you add one in Tassie, where else do you add one? You got Darwin. No. Nah. I don't have a team. No. Nah. It's AFL, Australian Football League, and you know, there's two there's a um, state and a territory. The only the only team. thing I can see is either Gold Coast or North Melbourne being re- relocated to Tassie. So you don't, or think even Hawthorne, but nah, I don't believe they'll add any more teams. Maybe a long time away, but not any time in the next ten years. No, okay. nah, not any time in the next ten years. Oh. So I don't believe so. No, fair enough. All right, so my first question is: um, with Alex Clarkson gone at the end of the season with Hawthorne, 
does he go and take on a coaching role at a different club in 2022? Sure, why not? I think I think he will. And um, if so, what club? Well, do you do you think you, you sent me a post saying that the Eagles were looking quite heavily at Clarkson, um, especially wanting to dismiss Simpson. Um, well, not wanting to dismiss him, but you know, he hasn't been um, before. He hasn't been leading Eagles to the where they should be with the team they have. Um, I reckon he'll he could go to maybe if um. Carlton get rid of uh, David Teague could go there. You know we spoke about the Suns as well. There's just we talked about it earlier. Any There's team would be lucky teams. to have him. Yeah, so I believe if Collingwood don't offer Robert Harvey the full time the full time gig, I believe he'll go to Collingwood if anywhere else. So my top three for most likely where he'll go. I'd have Collingwood first, mm-hmm. I'd have the Suns second, and I'd have Carlson third. And all the way down the bottom, I'd have West Coast. But, because that is, it's extremely unlikely, but if it happens, I'm happy. But, I think those three clubs are the most likely to... Yeah, it's uh, just those bottom of the ladder teams, you know, coaches get sh- reshuffled all the time if you're at the bottom of the ladder. Well, it's up to it's up to Clarko if he wants to do a rebuild. He's never been, he's never actually... Well, apart from the last few years, he's never actually gone through a successful rebuild. No, that's true as well. Um, but you know, bringing in that premiership experience is not going to be yeah. Bad so that team. it could completely flip a team. I mean, you look at coaches like Malthouse going from what was it, West Coast to Carlton, Collingwood, uh, Collingwood, and then Carlton. You know, he's should have never gone to there. Carlton. No, uh, old Mick. How long did he spend there? What two, three? Yeah, years? two, three years before he got sacked. Yeah, um, but yeah, I reckon he's got the same sort of attention that Malthouse did have, and yeah. teams are looking for that. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on to my second question. So, with it being retros round, who was your favourite player drafted in the nineties? Oh, I'd have to go with Benny Cousins. Ben Cousins um, came just, straight into the AFL. Yeah. So he came straight into the AFL and tore the AFL up by storm. Um, won his first Brownlow in the early 2000s, I believe. I forgot what year, but when a, literally a 17-year-old boy comes into the AFL and plays that well. And he was he was an exciting player, definitely. Um, went a bit off the rails. He did, but one of the player, greatest of all time. As a football player, he was great. One of the greatest of all time. Um, but yeah. Um, for me, I'd have to say Matty Lloyd, drafted in 1995. Yep. Um, just an Essendon legend. Um, just Throw his ability, the grass up. Just his ability to kick goals. Yeah, that, uh, that's one thing. Um, yeah, Matty Lloyd, even when um, Eddie had got the roof on it, Eddie had at the time got the roof on it, he would still throw the grass up to suss the wind. But yep. no, no wind. wind. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but still, that was his... Uh, pre-goal routine if you will you know yep. that's what he did before he kicked a goal and he kicked a lot of them for Essendon um, was a part of the 2000 Premiership team as well and yeah yeah as no. well with Kazi he was uh, he was in the 2006 Premiership team mm. so yeah both good players there so my last question is are you concerned with how Brisbane have performed in the last month 
I am concerned. Well, yeah, I'm pretty. Three out of four. I'm pretty concerned too. Uh, they just started off the year so well, and they were favourites for a while. I mean, obviously Melbourne were um, going on their ten and zero, but they were up there. You know, Brisbane, and they've been a contender for years past as well. Yeah, well, the last week they've they've lost to Richmond, lost to Hawthorne, lost to St Kilda. Teams that they should definitely not be losing and to. And we're down. 30 points at halftime to Gold Coast. That's all in the last month. Exactly. I mean, and the only the only good half teams. they've played is when they outscore, they kick 13 goals against Gold Coast in the mm. second half. Yes, yeah, so I am I am concerned, I'm especially concerned heading too. into September. They, they're, they're falling off at the wrong time. No, definitely. They're doing the opposite of what they need to be yeah, doing. So they're having excellent second halves, um, but they need it, it, football's a game of four quarters. Yeah, like, so. You need to be able to play for that whole time. Um, Who knows if they'll be able to change it around in the next three games, but if they don't, I don't see them winning the premiership. I didn't have them in my top four to win the premiership anyways. Well, I mean... Just with it, they do have quite an impressive team. I mean, they have Brownlow medalist um, Lockie Neal. They've got Joe Danaher. They've got Charlie um, Cameron. Uh, Lockie Neal has been poor. He has this been season. poor, but you know, if he can turn it around, he he is quite. He's got a lot to turn around. He's been pretty bad this season. I've been quite happy with Daniel Rich as well. Daniel um, Rich has played well. He's played very well. I think he's leading the league in um, kicks or something like that. He's doing very well. Um, but yeah. Um, for me, I am concerned about Brisbane. I'm concerned too. Mm. All right. Um, so let's move on to so, our. Uh... Well, I got my final. Question, oh, mate. oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, my bad. Again, this is just a bit of a random question, but what's more impressive to you, a goal of the year or a mark of the year? Depends. It depends on the difficulty of both. Um, probably goal of the year. Goal of the year for you. It depends. It it's so circumstantial because for me I like seeing a mark of the year it's so circumstantial because you could see an awesome goal mm-hmm. that is so impressive what's a, what's a goal of the year from recent memory that oh Eddie probably Betts. Eddie Betts yeah. like I I find him picking it up um you know um tussling with an opponent and picking it up from 50 out on the boundary snap kick around his body and um it just through. slotted it. That's I find that way more impressive than marking the ball. Yeah, but with a, like with a mark, you look at um, you go back to even. Do you remember Nick Rewalt's mark, where he's going back with the flight, um, two defenders on him, um, and just just the courage it shows, like to take a mark over you know two defenders one defender even climbing up on top of someone's shoulders yeah i get that like going into the stratosphere well i'm not i'm not saying i don't find no, a mark no, of the year that's not what you're saying however like for me i'm just like wow like these athletes are able to get that high you know climb on someone's shoulders have the ability to mark the ball bring it down with them yeah but like, that, that i've also got another wow. interesting point so mark of the year any if you went to America and said, all right, do this, and they eventually did it for a couple times, they would eventually be able to mark the ball pretty well, right? Whereas if you... Have you seen America if you, AFL? Yeah, I have. But <laughs> if you... Let's say you showed a, a video of that Eddie Beck's goal to an American and said, all right, do this. They're not going to be able to do it. Okay, well... They are not going to be able to do it. It's easier to mark a ball than it well, yeah, is to kick a... 
kick a goal like you're not, you're not wrong there but I mean if me and you went down to the footy field now we could give us a couple of cracks at it eventually we'd hit it as well oh, I doubt I could hit some of the oh, goals I think I could I'm not gonna lie I doubt we could Going back to my old days playing I highly doubt it but <laughs> uh, but yeah that was a good question that was very very interesting all right. Um, I reckon. Moving on to round twenty-one, we are getting closer and closer to September. Yeah. Um, th- third, third last round of the yeah. home and away season. Getting to it the is pointy getting end. Tight. It is getting, getting tight. to the pointy end. So uh, uh, on the Friday night, we have uh, Geelong and GWS at GMHBA. Um, this is an important game for GWS to make finals, but I just don't see them beating the Cats. No, especially at the Cattery. Um, then the Cats are so informed. This is a pretty easy 12. game to tip, in my opinion. 11 of the last 12. The Cats, um, although they didn't Cats you know, get that percentage well. booster against um, North Melbourne last week. I don't uh, believe they'll get it this week. But I, 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 have them winning by, I have them winning by 25. Oh, I'd probably go even more. If, um, you know, they're all on and Tom Hawkins is kicking goals, doing what he... Like, he didn't kick that many... I think he kicked one goal uh, against the against the Ruse, but, again, I see um, Geelong winning this quite easily. Yep, agreed. All right, so on the Saturday, we have uh, Carlton versus Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium. Um, no fans in Melbourne again, but they're hoping to have fans for uh, next week. And also... Uh, and another interesting thing I saw last night, Gillan McLaughlin has confirmed that the grand final will be at the MCG. Well, they better hope that Victoria they better, doesn't yeah, go they, that's lockdown. what I, I sent a message into our group chat last night and I said, it's just going to be a grand final with no crowd probably. So, so they need to, the Victorians and the citizens there, they need to work on getting rid of COVID, well, getting rid of all the... In- so they need to, to they need to, they need to stick by the rules, the, the COVID rules, the 1.5 metres, stay home if you, if you, you know, if you don't need to go out. Mm. Um, so they need to stick by all those restrictions. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be if interesting. Is, if there is another, um, like, you know, uh, exposure, um, another outbreak, if you will, um, is there absolutely no way that it would be played in Perth or something like that? Like, I mean, because the well, AFL has to look at it like we need the money, and Perth's doing. If they don't have, well. yeah. So if they don't, I'd say at the start of the final series, if they're still not allowed fans in, and there's increasing COVID cases, I uh, I'd say they'd have to. move I mean, it. from a business standpoint, they'd have, you'd have to, move, to look at putting. You'd it have in to Perth. move it. You'd have to move it to. Either Perth or Adelaide. No, exactly because I mean, I mean, you need money. Um, the AFL needs its revenue, and the grand final. That's the reason it's, it's why it was moved to Brisbane. Yeah, exactly. It, um, the grand final will always draw out a crowd. Yeah. All right. Um, if you had it in Perth or Adelaide, they're both selling it, it out. Do, it doesn't matter if it's two Victorian teams. They're both know? selling exactly. it out. I mean, we went to a game last year, um, two Victorian teams. Who, who was we went to a game Hawthorne, this year Hawthorne with two Carlton. Victorian yeah, exactly. teams. And the game, um, 
sorry, Essendon. Drinkton. Yeah, Essendon Richmond this year, and that game was there was about fifty five thousand. Exactly, it's the, the biggest crowd Optus get, have had this year. Exactly, a grand final is going to get more than that. You know, that's going to get sixty. So. And Perth has historically done really well with like lockdowns, that sort of thing, and has been able to um, eradicate COVID quite quickly. And you know. I'd definitely like to go to an AFL Grand Final, so yeah. hopefully it's here. Um, but at the I don't, moment, I don't, it's the I, G. I like it at the G. I oh, always have loved it at the MCG. But you need but a crowd. You need a crowd. It's nothing without a crowd. So I love having, I love having it at the MCG. You know, you have the parade. It's a great grand. It's yeah, a great venue. It's a great spectacle. So you know, a hundred thousand people in there. You you just can't beat a Grand Final at the G. I don't like the people that say that they want it moved permanently or, you know, a different venue every year. No. It has to be played at the MCG. And the MCG is the home of football yeah, as well. It has to be played at the MCG every year. Mm-hmm. If un- Unless there's unforeseen circumstances that you cannot play it there. It has to be played there. Yeah, no. All right, so back to um, our Saturday game, Carlton versus Gold Coast. I've got Carlton winning this one. Uh... Yeah, so with the Suns' last performance and the Blues' last performance, I uh, see the Blues winning this comfortably by 20 points. There's not much else you can take from this game. Mm, yeah, I'd have, I'd have to agree around the 20-point margin. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to see Carlton win this game, 100%. Right, so our next game is uh, Richmond versus North Melbourne at the MCG. So this is a huge game. And it's a very interesting game to pay attention to with the Tigers on uh, the brink of their season being over. Or who do you think wins this game? I have the Tigers by 18. So I believe I believe they'll bounce back and they'll they'll win this game. You think they'll win this game? I but think if they lose, close. if they lose, they're done. Well, yeah, exactly. Um so I, I, I think I reckon North Melbourne can get up here. I'm not saying they will win, but I'm, I reckon they I'm, can do it. I'm saying North Melbourne can do it as well, but I just think the Tigers are going to be too strong, in my opinion. I'm I'm going to go with North. Okay. I'm going to go with them. All right, I'm back in North in for this game. Right. I'm back in Richmond. Okay. Um, our next game on the Saturday, Port Adelaide versus showdown. Adelaide. Yep, showdown. So played at Adelaide Oval. I think showdown. Charlie Dixon at, uh, uh, against the out of the eight side. Charlie yeah, Dixon's going to have a big one. Adelaide Oval, Port playing a bottom ten side. They win easy. I've got them winning by forty. Ah, oh, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you there. Thirty plus for me. Um, Port Adelaide are just, you know, they're cruising at the moment. They're going to be, especially versing a team outside of the top ten. They're going to look to dominate, and Big Charlie's going to look to dominate as well. Oh uh, yeah, so thirty plus for me. Yep. Alright, so then we have uh, St Kilda versus uh, Sydney at Marvel Stadium again. Um, season on the line for the Saints and top four on the line for the Swans. So Swans, Swans have more to play for, I'm going to go Swans, I think yeah. I, I think the Swans have more to play for too, but I've got them winning by 15 points. I mean, you have to you have to look at that and go, you need a double um Need a double, job, chance. double chance, yep. So, yeah, I've got Swans here by 20-plus. Well, I've got the Swans winning too. So, on the Sunday, we have Hawthorne versus Collingwood. This is a tough game to tip. This is also at the um, University of Tasmania Stadium. This is a hard game to tip, isn't it? It is an extremely difficult game to tip um, because both teams are coming off strong... Yeah, yeah, both teams are coming off strong wins against top eight sides. 
But I'm going to have to go with the pies by 12. That's my... That's what I'm going with. And uh, I'm sticking with it. All right. I might go with Hawthorne. I think Hawthorne can get... Either way, it's it's a flip of a coin. You love Hawthorne, game. don't oh, you? Well, I just like... I, I hope that Alistair Clark can go out with a bang. You know, get a couple wins to finish off his uh, mighty career there. But I'm going to say Hawthorne get this win here. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and then our second game on the Sunday. This game was moved to a Sunday. It was originally scheduled for Saturday. It's been moved to a Sunday now. Yeah. Uh, so the Dogs and the Bombers at Marvel Stadium. Um, so again, season on the line for the Bombers, but I think the Dogs are just going to be too strong. They win by 30 points. Dogs are classy. They're yeah, in form. Just too strong. Too um, strong. Essendon was able to Good. take it to Sydney, who are one of the elite teams in the but AFL. But they're not in the Dogs. Yeah, but the dogs have just been relentless all season. Um, the Bombers have been good this season, but I think it's time that it start, their season starts dwindling down. But well, there's last, nothing, wrong, there's nothing played, wrong with that. Last time they played uh, last year, I, mean, I know it's not this year or anything, but um, you know the doggies won by 42 points. Um, so I can see something like that happening again quite easily. Um, obviously, Essendon showed flashes this week of brilliance of being able to play with, up with those top eight sides it's but been a it's been a good run for the bombers no, but i think will, it ends here. Be the final blow yeah um, i think it i think it ends here and um <clears throat> our last game on the sunday we have Fremantle and brisbane at optus stadium i'm gonna go Fremantle here just just on the basis that brisbane has been so out of form well it could be a great game but um with frio looking to stay in the top eight and the lions poor form but i'm gonna have to disagree with you here i've got the lions bouncing back i've got them winning by six points well you've been so well sorry we've been saying that the brisbane lions are looking to bounce back for the last four weeks and they just haven't done it well i think this is the week to do it this is the week to i do think it. they're gonna turn it up i mean i know Fremantle are without you know their captain and another great player in michael walters but you know just the way brayshaw was able to dominate um, the only thing that goes wrong for Fremantle here is their inaccuracy. That's the only thing that's going to kill them. Yep. Um, but I'm hoping for a good game here. Me too. So I'm, I'm backing in the Dockers. Alrighty. Um, and then on the Monday night, oh, um, we've this is got really rough for you. Yeah. So we've got West Coast and the D's at Optus Stadium. Are you going to go to the game? Um, if I get offered tickets, sure. But I don't know if I will. Um, but with the Eagles' recent form, they don't look a chance of winning this game. D's win by 26. So the first time I've tipped against West Coast this whole time we've no, started the podcast. Your over your head. But um, yeah, I've got the D's winning by twenty six. I mean, West Coast, you know, they've always been good at Optus, but Melbourne are just it's Melbourne too strong. Climbing. Melbourne are way too strong. And just the way uh, Eagles um, down in the dumps at the moment, uh, dropping a game against Collingwood last week. Um, I'd have to I'd have to say Melbourne win by thirty plus here. Yep. Yeah, five goal win. Alrighty, well that wraps up um, our podcast number five. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back right here next week to bring you all of round twenty one's news. All right, thanks guys. Thank Enjoy you. this round of footy. Have a good week.